Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast, number 1106, June 29th, 2023, 102 degrees on this day in 1931, Whoa. and 47 degrees on this day in 1924. You're not going to get a better swimming season than we're in the midst of, and I hope you're using products from Aquaside to keep your beach free of weeds and algae and vegetative matter that's decaying there and the kids don't like it. Aquaside has been keeping beaches and swimming areas free of weeds for more than 60 years with a great line of products manufactured in White Bear Lake. Uh, They work quickly. They're easy to use. They're approved by all of the proper alphabet organizations. And all you got to do is call Aquaside, describe to them what you're dealing with, what you're looking at. They'll make sure you get the right product and you'll get it quickly and your problem will be taken care of and your beach will suddenly be the envy of that side of the lake. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Yesterday we mentioned the name Amherst Willoughby. He came up on this day in history. And I knew I'd seen it before. Emailer Bert had been using that name to sign off on his emails. Oh. Last year when uh, the Traveling Lymans brought Amherst Willoughby that name through last year's This Day in History. Okay. And he thinks, uh, he not only thinks Amherst Willoughby would be a good name for a band, he would call it Amherst Willoughby and his Steampunk Orchestra. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) And all members would be required to have ridiculous mustaches. Okay. It would also be a great name for a dining establishment, Amherst Willoughby's Collegial Emporium of Imperious Victuals. <laughs> would make for an enormous sign, Yeah. but what yeah. the hell. Your pal Amherst. Amherst Willoughby. I used him today. I used the name today in my note to the, uh, the town council. Amherst Willoughby's car blew up during last year's fireworks celebration on the shores of Spoon Lake. Remember, uh, yes. he, parked his, okay. he, he parked his 1937 LaSalle way too close to the shooting stage, and uh, it blew up, and he suffered a serious blow to his neck scale. Right. But then he compounded <laughs> that by replacing the LaSalle with a Prius. Oh. So, there's oh. Now, so now uh, uh, the town council will read, there's the Willoughby rule. You have to park uptown and walk down to the beach. Yeah, uh, just so, precaution. So, so no more car. And we will have fireworks. We're not having a laser show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you for that. It was in read, the budget again this year? Yeah, we got it. Read me the name of the restaurant again. I want to see if we can come up with a clever, like, CBGB's thing. Uh, Amherst Willoughby's Collegial Emporium of Imperious Victory. <laughs> I V. Yeah, that doesn't come up with A-W-C-E-I-V. anything. A W C E I V. Yeah. Amherst Willoughby's Collegial uh, Emporium of Imperious Victuals. Yeah, and you're dropping the of there. Uh, Aw, Sev. Sieve. Yeah, that doesn't work. 
And, Rook, I, I think Kelsey noted that uh, a fellow at the airport, I don't know if you were involved in this. I certainly hope not. Mm. not. Not in his activities, but mm. did you have to be involved in dealing with the fellow? Somebody was recording men in a restroom. Yeah, I, I did see. I, I didn't see that. I saw that in the paper. Tapes have now uh, been discovered of you, uh, but you were only caught eating. I was eating. Yeah, yeah I'm you, on the. I'm on the list. I'm. And you weren't even in the men's room. You were just behind corners. What? Exactly. Are exactly. you guys behind the magazine racks? Exactly. And, just yeah. you know, testing out the food. What are you talking about? I have no frame the, of reference. A worker here. at the airport was arrested for filming. A bathroom activity. Oh. You like put the old camera under the stall. And, hey. Oh. I mean, nothing is more romantic than a gentleman, you know, dropping a deucer in the, uh, in the <laughs> so men's room. They're upskirt videos for guys. Yes. That's, you know, there's You some really things, have to be something for everyone. You know what? <laughs> there's some things in life I just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing says romantic about that. There's nothing romantic like, about that. Yes. No, no, no. Push. No, please, Push. please, please. Jeez. Did we cover the fact that New York is getting rid of its uh, wood-fired pizzerias? Oh. All right. Did we mention... Did John mention that in his news? I don't Did remember. I? This oh. happened on a day when New Yorkers couldn't see across the street because of Canadian wildfires. But we're going to get rid of wood-fired and cold-fired pizza ovens because uh, we have to save the earth in New York. Please tell me I sent you the email. You probably did. I don't know. It, it, oh, God damn it. What? Oh, it was such a great... It was from the New York Post. It was a piece from the Post about this. And they had a stat that um, New York... Oh, it's something about John Kerry's jet and what he spews oh, yeah. out in the course of a year. Yeah, more than a pizza oven. Yeah, more than a pizza oven would put out in like a thousand years or something outrageous like that. Now I've got to try to find it. You also know that New York City is ready to impose on residents and visitors uh, the fee to drive a car in the city. Isn't that something? 23 bucks. Wow. If you enter the city. So they're just, you're talking Manhattan or the whole city? Uh, well, I have the piece here. I'm, I'm believing it's the whole city. Now, I have said before, because, and I, I use the, I apply rationale to this, or rationality. Excuse me, I dropped my pencil and mm -hmm. I, I need it as a security item, don't I, Rook? Yes, you do. Uh, if I lived in New York, uh, I wouldn't own a car. And if I did... It would be obviously just to get away on weekends. I'd have to find a garage for it somewhere. Right. But I, I'm not uh, in any event. The, the news of this came within hours of New York City officials ordering pizzerias that use coal or wood-burning ovens to slice their carbon emissions by 75% or face fines. All in the name of protecting <laughs> our mother. Up to 100 restaurants could be affected by this. You, you know what? A bunch of fools. Aren't you tired of foolish humans? Yes. And, and in the meantime, if I think London has a congestion charge. They do? I'm sure it's coming to a city near you. Minneapolis would love nothing more than to, to ban cars. 
23 bucks a day to enter Manhattan south of 60th Street as a plan to get people out of their cars and onto public transportation or just start walking. Well, not everybody can. You ever been to New York City? All three of us have been to New York yes. City. Yeah, multiple, yeah. I've seen yeah. a lot of people who can't walk. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The exact amount of money to be charged is still to be decided by the Metropolitan Transportation Authority. Wow. All right. Uh, it cleared its final federal hurdle after getting approved by the Federal Highway Administration, uh, said a spokesperson for New York City Governor, I'm sorry, said a spokesman for New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Uh, with with the green light from the federal government, we look forward to moving ahead with the implementation of this program, Hochul said. She's a Mysterian. Well, then that means, Hochul, you better not be caught in a car. You're the governor. When you come to town, you better walk. You know there's a way around this. In this case, I need to be there in a hurry because it's my job to save New York well, from. Well, you're on. You're, you're giving the John Kerry yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah. just give the John Kerry answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm in charge of trying to save, uh, bring this fight and mm-hmm. save the world. I'm so a warrior. I have to fly yeah. I'm important. You know, go bleep yourself. Come on. Here it is, Joe, from the New York Post. Green madness. You'd have to burn a pizza stove for 849 years to equal one year of John Kerry's private jet. That's the headline yeah. in the Post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> officials, officials in New Jersey sharply oppose this because of all the people from New Jersey who are bound for Manhattan. Uh, it's just another way to tax people. That's all it is. And remember, the fight for the environment has nothing to do with the environment. Did you say how they're going to collect this? Is it going to be tolls? Uh, yes, it'll be some form of tolling. And uh, I don't know literally if they're going to have to create new kiosks for that, or maybe you get billed electronically like yeah. that tollway in Illinois. Where yeah, it'll just, be a, a reader. Yeah, yeah, it just picks up your deal and... <laughs> You Can you buy out? Is there a is there a buyout? Like what do you mean? Like the uh, HOV just, lane? Yeah, just Can pay you a, just a sign flat up? fee, right? Yeah, instead yeah. of nickel and diamond me to death. Is there? It's like the min pass lane. Yeah, what's that word in the Catholic Church? Indulgence. Yeah, is there a no? What's Plenary, it? Pl- uh, yeah, can you play, pay a plenary indulgence? Plenary indulgence. Yeah, I'm sure there. You know, there's a, a a line somewhere. That's all Kerry does. He pays plenary, or he plants a tree, right? Because that's helpful. He's offsetting it all. He sends his money to Al Gore. We know he's making money oh, off this. Oh, he raking it in. He was the OG when it came to the planet, man. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> oh, say the air's clearing up a bit, huh? Oh, it's so humid. It's still, oh, 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 I, I it's love just, it. I oh. love it. Every day's a gift. Kenny. So miserable. Every day's oh. a gift. And I'm just enjoying the uh, the summer weather. <laughs> See, it's every day. It's, it's tough a to gift. Breathe. BS. This just came up. Just just came on here in the last what seven days. Yeah, <laughs> Chunks of soot. All of a sudden, he showed up for work, happy to be alive. Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> right. uh, let me let me tell you something. <laughs> what I was building up to with this gorgeous weather is uh, it's it's just couldn't be a better grilling week ahead. 
Fourth of July coming up. Great weekend this weekend. I hope you're going to get to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. You know who's on his way right now? Who? Gabriel Thomas Mikulski. Did you give him a fistful of cash? Uh, I'll have to pay him, but here's, uh, you want the order? Yeah, what are you going to get from Grunhofer's? Here's the order for Grunhofer's. Is he going to the Hugo store or Forest Lake? He'll go to Hugo because he's familiar a, with that. Just a bit north of Hugo on Highway 61. Exactly. Uh, two pounds of thick slice double smoked bacon because oh. I'm thinking ahead to the weekend you I'm know sure and putting it on the grill yeah uh, 12 rookie burgers Jesus a pack of cheddar cheese brats oh Jesus a pack of wild rice brats mm. and then I said whatever else you want uh, and they're just gonna get some regular brats is this now just to cover one day at rookie's family well, we're having a little week. get together tonight, so we're gonna grill, have a fire. Everybody's in town, so plus we got to finish the uh, the beer and wine left over from his graduation. And you're party. gonna have a fire, you said. Yeah, it's 105. It's, it's I I love having a fire. I, well, you I are. Can't. Well, I'm glad he's going to Grunhofer's. You know perfectly well how satisfying. Oh my you'll god, be. it's just gonna be. I can't wait. It's I can't of, wait. It's one of the world's great meat emporiums. A rookie burger on the Blackstone tonight oh. with bacon. Oh. And whatever kind of cheese you want. Oh, yeah! You, I didn't invite you, so you can't come over. You can't come over. There's also a Grunhofer's if you're headed up north on 35. Swing off 35 on 97. Go a block east, maybe two blocks east. Boom! There's another Grunhofer's location right there, and uh, you just can't beat it. It's Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. It's where garage logicians meet to eat. Yeah, you're not kidding. Here's a guy who's not out of the trailer yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's Positive Thursday at GL. That's good. That means Schoonover's on the horn with us. But Joe is anything but positive today. Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. I'm positive today. I Uh, met with Mike and Noah the other day. We had a pleasant visit. and. Yeah, the but... The temperature in the trailer is about 32 below. However, <laughs> what's the problem, Such? Uh Just a door-fit deal that we've talked about. It's no big deal, but school <laughs> can fix it. Not your dumb problem. Why, why are you going to call Mike on the carpet today? I wasn't. Something about a floor? Oh, Mike said you're... Mike, explain that. You had to go back to the trailer because something happened with the floor. Yeah, we, yeah, you know, we had furniture set up last week, and we were ready to move in, and the floor just didn't look quite right. So we had them repolish the com- concrete floor in the lobby. So you know, that's first world problems. But yeah, you've uh, turned into one right. of your you've turned into one of your customers, Mike. Well, hey, whenever you can do that, that's turn about a fair play, right? It's going to be a big operation, I'll tell you that. Well, you know, we want to. We we uh, we we're going to be ready to roll in about a month when when we have access to all the garages, and then when uh, our GLers come in and they're going to have service work done, they're going to be uh, they're going to enjoy the space that they're going to hang out and relax. Yep. Have so I be good? So have I asked you about the construction on Lexington, Mike, between um, County E and six ninety four? When is that supposed to be over? Uh, I sh- you know. I was just down there the other day, or I just went through there the other day. It's a lot better. It's a really sore spot with, 
in the neighborhood because uh, those businesses have been struggling with this for it's going on you know well over a year uh, and um, and they've been you know seriously impacted by it but it's coming along it's I mean they're making progress so uh, it'll be really really nice when it's all said and done so you know GLers if you've been avoiding Lexington and all the stores and shops along there in uh, in in just uh, I think just a month or two uh, it's all going to be done and go visit those people. Plus, if you, them now because they need the work, yeah, and they need the help. So I used to slip up there. Uh, there's a smoke shop up there right by that uh, Cub Foods that I used to frequent uh, quite a bit. Uh, and if you need to get to Schoonovers, you can just um, access County E from Highway 51 Snelling Avenue. It's really easy. Yeah. Hey, but you know what else is really cool? Hmm. Uh, what's going right next to us is uh, the grand opening is tomorrow. Is we have uh, uh, Vino Veritas which is a uh, a wine bar. So right next door to our uh, our facility, GLers can go hang out and have small plates and uh, and drink wine. That's that's kind of that's a hell of a waiting room. You that's just, really cool. You, you go just, get hammered while your car's getting wa- painted. Watch yourselves while you're waiting for an oil change. You might get your stumble on. Uh, <laughs> you might need to drive them home, Mike. Sell ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> and we got a new new spot for safety meetings. So um, it's, right. life is good up here on County Road E. I love the safety meetings. Those are always fun uh, during the hockey season, too. We'd have the parental safety meeting before the game, usually at a place that served alcohol. But you're going to have people booking appointments and say, what's wrong with the car? Nothing. I just want to come over and drink wine, but I just figured I'd make an appointment. <laughs> That'll help ease the pain when you have to deal with insurance agents. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, things are going good, so... All, all is well up here. So, all right, that's all I have, Mike. Unless you want to rip on insurance agents no, or insurance companies. Week, I'm just, I'm just going to say, uh, GLers, buyer beware, buyer beware. We'll talk about it next week. This might be the first time we've ever promoted next week's talk with Mike Schoonover. A very positive discussion today, even involving Such. I'm really happy about that. GLers, keep in mind, anything you need uh, related to your automobile can be found at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. 1060 County E in Shoreview, one of the Metro's best shops. GL's official body shop, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Thanks, Mike. See you, Mike. You bet. Have a happy and safe 4th of July, everybody. See ya. Right. Thank you. I wish my mother was alive to hear this. Uh, a guy named John Fram alerted me to this. It's a piece from a site called The Imaginative Conservative. And uh, it's a piece from Feb- February 12 of this year. Okay. And I'm unfamiliar with The Imaginative Conservative, and I would not have seen this, but... It turns out that in 1947, which is what? That's 76 years ago. Bishop Fulton J. Sheen uh, predicted, he he wasn't in the prediction business, but he, he concluded that what was happening to our society is exactly what we're seeing today. And he... He reached this conclusion in 1947 when he said, why is it that so few realize the seriousness of our present crisis? 
partly because men do not want to believe their own times are wicked, partly because it involves too much self-accusation, and principally because they have no standards outside of themselves by which to measure their times. Only those who live by faith really know what is happening in the world. And he gave, this was a talk he gave, and he said, we are at the end of Christendom. Uh, he said this in 1947. He didn't mean the end of Christianity or the church. He said, we're at the end of Christendom as it might affect political and social life, hmm. that, that it was becoming absent. We're seeing it die, he said. This was in 47? In 1947. It was on one of his radio broadcasts. And uh, I, I've told you guys before that my mom was a friend of Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. Uh, How? How did that happen? I mean, on a plane? Because he's from New York, wasn't he? He was in town for an appearance. He had a popular television show. You have to be my age, really, to remember it. Uh, And I can't honestly say we were made to watch it. But I can remember it was always on on its weekly basis. Okay. And he was a spooky-looking guy. He had the hollow cheeks, and he was pasty, and but he was a cool guy. He Whatever it was back in 1947, he got it. He was, uh, uh, he was hip for the times. Mm-hmm. And he had a chalkboard. And I can still see him writing on the chalkboard. Well, he wasn't a hellfire, a brimstone, and uh, whatever that term. He wasn't a television evangelist. Wasn't Billy Graham. No. He just was a well-spoken guy who happened to be a bishop in New York. And anyway, he was in town. Life is Worth Living was the name of his show. Yeah. He was in town in 1963, and and that happened to coincide with uh, my old man uh, uh, taking my mother to New York. She'd never been on a plane before. Oh. And they were going to go on a vacation, which was really strange because, you know, there were 15, 16 of us. (laughs) And uh, so she gets to the airport, and it was winter, and it was drizzly and foreboding, and she just couldn't take it. And sure enough, in the waiting area was Bishop Sheen. Hmm. And he noticed my mother's anxiety uh and he walked over and he said well first of all why don't you take off those tight shoes you're wearing and wear my slippers he had that he had those cool bishop okay, slippers yeah. really? so the next thing you know my mom's wearing and bishop sheen was her idol she couldn't yeah, believe yeah. she was, she was starstruck in, she was, couldn't believe she was in the same room with the guy so she starts wearing his slippers <laughs> And he starts asking her questions, you know, how many kids you got and this and that and the other thing. I'm going to condense this story. By the time they got to New York, uh, he he was their servant. He sent his Rolls Royce for them the next morning to come to his house where he said mass for them, my mom and dad. And then they had breakfast together. And then he said, what play would you like to see? And I can't remember the name of the play, but of course... But, of course, he was so connected. Cat on a hot tin roof. He, he, had the two, he had two tickets for them that I'm sure were perfect seats. So oh. they had a play, and then they had dinner with him before the play. But that day, 
uh, the bishop said to my dad, why don't you take the Rolls Royce for the day? I'll send you my driver. He'll tour you guys around wherever you want to go. Hell yeah. And the old man ate that up because he's a car freak. Right. And he just never would have been in a Rolls Royce before. So they had... uh, they had that day with uh, the bishop's Rolls Royce. And then uh, in the years that ensued, they corresponded. And uh, it all worked out. And and, uh, and my mother, uh, of course, credits him for a safe trip and the whole deal. Well, he did study at the St. Paul Seminary. Yes. I think he's from Illinois originally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, your pops didn't give uh, the old bishop the side eye when he was hitting on your mom? <laughs> Mary Helen, you already got his slippers on. No, he would have encouraged it so he could get the Rolls Royce. He's one of us. But he goes on in this radio speech that uh, he said that men uh, aren't, aren't turning to God. Rather, they'll turn from indifference to having a passion for an absolute. The struggle will be for the souls of men. The conflict of the future is between the absolute, who is the God-man, and the absolute, which is the man-God. The God who became man and the man who makes himself God, brothers in Christ and comrades in Antichrist. Sheen went on to describe the Antichrist, which we'll leave for another time, rather than now to say his religion will be brotherhood without the fatherhood of God. He will deceive even the elect. The saintly bishop brings in... Look him up, by the way. Is he a saint? Um, I think they started the process. The saintly bishop brings in communism, too, which has its place in what's going on at the time and beyond. Uh, Remember what Our Lady of Fatima said about Russia spreading its errors if the world did not heed Our Lady's directives. And uh, damn it, I've had a I, I screwed up the printing again. So this printing is cutting off a lot. Sheen gave another reason why a crisis must come to prevent a false identification of the church in the world. Our Lord wanted His followers to be different from those who were not. I have taken you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Uh, even in, even in those 1947 days, Sheen saw mediocrity and compromise characterize the lives of many Christians. Many read the same novels as modern pagans, educated their children in the same godless way, listened to the same commentators who have no other standard than judging today by yesterday and tomorrow by today, allow pagan practices such as divorce and remarriage to creep into the family. They are not wanting so-called Catholic labor leaders recommend recommending communists for Congress or Catholic writers who accept presidencies in communist front organizations to instill totalitarian ideas in movies. In other words, he was a hardcore righty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is no longer the conflict and opposition which is supposed to characterize us. We are influencing the world less than the world influences us. There is no apartness. He, he quoted St. Paul in his on this very idea, telling Corinthians, what has innocence to do with lawlessness? What is there in common between light and darkness? What harmony between Christ and Belial? Uh, Sheen perfectly mirrored 2018-19 headlines when it comes to people standing up for faith, pro-life, and for marriage. Uh, and this, again, the printer let me down, but it's just an amazing look at, at what we're seeing today. 
Uh, he said the family is disintegrating with one divorce for every two marriages in 35 major cities in the U.S., with five divorces for every six marriages in Los Angeles. There's no denying that something has snapped. Anyone who has had anything to do with God is hated today. Oh, boy. Whether his vocation was to announce his divine son, as did the Jew, or to follow him as the Christian uh, Sheen was not fearful for the church, but fearful for the world in speaking of the emergence of the Antichrist. Wow. We tremble not that God may be dethroned, but that barbarianism may reign. Barbarism. It is not transubstantiation that may perish, but the home. Not the sacraments that may fade away, but the moral law. The church can have no different words for the weeping woman than those of Christ on his way to Calvary. Weep not over me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Uh, I've said, without knowing the bishop said it, that we've had a serious decline of moral and ethical integrity in this country. Uh Christians must realize that a moment of crisis is not a time of despair, but of opportunity. The more we can anticipate the doom, the more we can avoid it. Once we recognize we are under divine wrath, we can become eligible for divine mercy. It was because of famine the prodigal said, I will arise and will go to my father. I didn't mean to get so... Uh, on a religious stump today. Oh, I'm not, okay. I don't necessarily even follow religion actually, that closely. Actually, it's really fascinating. Jeez. Please uh, keep going. It was not. It was because of famine. The prodigal said, "I will arise and will go to my father." The very disciplines of God create hope. The thief on the right. Uh, the thief on the right came to God by a crucifixion. The Christian finds a basis for optimism in the most thoroughgoing pessimism. For his Easter is within three days of Good Friday. Sheen offered this great hope-filled encouragement too. One of the surprises of heaven will be to see how many saints were made in the midst of chaos, war, and revolution. He points out the great multitude standing before the throne of God and identified as these are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, God Almighty. Our divine Lord had pictured the catastrophes that would fall upon a morally disordered civilization. He did not say fear, but when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads because your redemption is at hand. Luke 21, 28. He told Jews, Protestants, and Catholics that the world is serving your souls an awful summons. The summons to heroic efforts at spiritualization. Uh, What else do we have here? Do you know that the actor Raymond Gerard Antonio Estevez adopted the stage name of Martin Sheen, partly in admiration of the bishop? Really? Yeah. Really. Wow, how far Martin Sheen's son has traveled (laughs) from that. (laughs) Charlie, wow. Yeah, he's off the beaten path, so to speak. Uh, in any event, uh, what what sh- what the bishop certainly recognized seventy six years ago was what we grasp with in our own amateur way here, and that is you know wondering what the hell's going on, what we've we're in the midst of a mystery. What is happening? What is happening to moral and ethical integrity? Uh, and and here is old Sheen, 
uh, was just a television guy, and he uh, he really was a sharp oh. thinker. Huh? He called it. I thought you said call him, and I was going to say, I think that'd be tough. Yeah, that'd be uh, I think he funny. passed in 79, if I remember, born in 1895. So um, I'm just really curious here, your opinion. Do you think the Antichrist is a person or a thing? Uh, I think it's a thing. In the form of? Ideology that's been corrupted. Day of the Beast. Do you think the Beast is actually the well, same question? A, a, a being or a thing or a concept? I guess I think it's a concept. It'd be fun to have a <clears throat> father, a preacher, or somebody on to talk about this. This stuff fascinates me. In 1947, Sheen pointed out the signs of the times reveal were definitely were definitely at the end of a non-religious era of civilization. In 1947, mm-hmm. which regarded religion as an addendum to life to pious extra, a morale builder for the individual, but of no social rev- revelance, an ambulance that took care of the wrecks of the social order until science reached a point where there would be no more wrecks, which called on God only as a defender of national ideals or as a silent partner, but who had nothing to say about how the business should be run. I think I, 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 I believe it or not, I think I know what that means. We went about our lives with the guardrail being God. Okay. There is no more guardrail. Then the great bishop said something that at first seems to be shocking as we look at today. The new era into which we are entering is what might be called the religious phase of human history. But he quickly said this didn't mean men will turn to God. Rather, they'll turn from indifference to having a passion for an absolute. The struggle will be for the souls of men. The conflict of the future is between the absolute, who is the God-man, and the absolute, which is the man-God, the God who becomes man and the man who makes himself God. I I struggle to lead that. Uh, I think I get it, vaguely. I think I get it. As long as, 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 as far uh, long ago as 76 years ago, Sheen, surrounded by the trappings of privilege and wealth and, and uh, in New York, at a fabulous brownstone that was his own place, you know, tra- looked out at the world and said, uh, we can't keep doing this. Houston, Houston we have a problem. <laughs> we, have, we, we have a problem. Uh, and, and, uh, and it's funny, he talks about the same thing um, that you've... God, I don't even compare you to him. That, no, don't. Whoa, yeah. Uh, but basically the breakdown of family, um, mm-hmm. divorce, and et cetera, et cetera, stuff that we've been talking about a long yeah, time. He, he, breaks it down by, he breaks it down by cities. Yeah, family, divorce, abortion, immorality, and general dishonesty. 
What would Shane tell us today as we've deteriorated far beyond what he already saw? Sheen added, every now and then in history, the devil is given a long rope. Yeah. For we must never forget that our Lord said to Judas and his band, this is your hour. God has his day, but evil has its hour when the shepherd shall be struck and the sheep dispersed. Judas had a band? Yeah, they were. Uh, they played. Uh, you know, Bob, Bob Dylan's backup band. They were an arena tour. Okay. Oh man, uh, as I say, I wish my mom was around to hear this. She was a. She would have said, "Well, of course, that's what he said." <laughs> but she was a friend of his, and uh, I can only I can only say that he sure demonstrated he was a a good guy, and I choose to believe that. He would have acted the way he did in that airport lounge to any woman he saw struggling, not just her. I, I think it could have been anyone that he might have reached out to. So there you have it. And uh, everything we're seeing is not new, but look at how long in the 76 years... It's taken for Sheen to be seen even more accurately. Hmm. In other words, uh, you know, families are still hanging on. Religion right. is still hanging on. But you can see how tattered it's all become. Right. Just so tattered around the edges. And it'd be fascinating to see a guy like that, what he would say today. Probably he would say is, yeah, what, what, what's, what's your point? I saw this coming 76 years ago. We don't have an equivalent today, do we? Uh, you can't go to the Pope. That's too big. I, I'm unaware of an equivalent. Okay. I, maybe there is one. I have no idea. I have. Uh, I don't know for a fact. I no longer have a garage door guy. What? I got, you don't I got, have a guy? I got the whole family. Ah, oh, you've got a team. I got okay, the whole team. I got Precision Garage Door Silly Twin Cities. Cities. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin. They're a GL family. In fact, when you hire them, let them know... You appreciate a GL family. They fix everything from the remote to the springs to the rollers. If you need a new door, they have you covered. They're available on weekends, and they don't charge more for weekends. And uh, you don't want to come out. I told you, they're in charge of preventing conk outs. You don't want to come out and have that thing conked out on you because then you got to lift it, and sometimes those doors are extraordinarily heavy. Uh, you might want to improve your curb appeal quotient. They've got a wide, well, it'll get you any door you want. You need a door, they can get you they can a get door. You a door. They can get you a door. And uh, they aren't happy till you are, but they want to do that the first time. You're busy, they're busy. They fix garage doors correctly. And as I said, they're, uh, they're available 24-7, don't charge more on weekends, and they're a GL family uh, serving the metro and western Wisconsin. Get help online immediately at precisiondoormn.com. Suchi boy, you're talking about the garage, but I'm talking about common sense. I'm talking about philanthropy. The people at uh, Minnesota Masonic Charities, mnmasoniccharities.org, are doing wonderful work. Uh, 
Fulton Sheen would be very proud of the uh, guys and gals at Minnesota Masonic Charity with their philanthropy. Through the generosity and compassion of the Masonic fraternity members, past and present, Minnesota Masonic Charities has grown to become a leading grant maker in the state of Minnesota, capable of influencing outcomes in significant cases such as cancer research, children's health. The organization provides over $6 million annually in mission and other grants addressing the most critical issues faced by our society today and becoming the University of Minnesota's largest single donor in history. Why do I tell you this? Because they want to get the word out. They are philanthropic, and they want you to see who they're giving money to. The scholarship program, if you go to the website, mnmasoniccharities.org, click on scholarships, and you will learn exactly what they do, how they work, who gets the scholarships, and you'll also learn of the deadline. It's just easy. It's just absolute garage logic in motion. 952-948-6200 if you have a specific question. But poke around the website. You'll be fully, fully educated on the great work they do. Minnesota Masonic Charities. Let them know that the Rook sent you. Yeah. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Uh, my notes say goose poop on the golf cart. Uh, we talked about it yesterday with Bugs Be Gone. We determined poop, bird poop, is organic. And uh, I was wondering, would it work? Well, I tested it. Um, some angry, I don't know what the angry bird was. Maybe it's one of those pigeons that I've, uh, well, I've been firing warning shots with them. I'll be honest with you, uh, with the 410. They've been paying me back by, you know, occasionally swinging over the truck as it's parked there in the yard and uh, offering their gifts to me. And so uh, I hit it with a little Bugs Be Gone, let it sit there. I really didn't have to let it sit long and then just wash it away. It was perfect. That's why I keep Bugs Be Gone right in the truck, in the door. Um, so when I pull up to the pump, the gas pump, uh, before I even hook up the hose, I spray down the windshield, then I get the gas going. And then I just wash the window like usual. Bugs gone in a jiffy right away. Um, it really works well. You don't have to sit there and, uh, you know, you don't get um, you don't get the elbow thing going. So keep a jug with you. Pick, them, pick it up anywhere um, and keep a jug with you in the car. It works. It's safe for all finishes. It's non-toxic. It's a water-based formula. Leaves no film, no haze when it dries. And like I said, works on anything with organic campers, bikes, boat services, uh, your golf cart to spray it on, wash it off. Bugs are gone. Another wonderful product for our vehicles from the fine folks at Seafoam. I have a note from a 29 year old Garage Logic business owner hmm. who writes here is a video recording of the Sparkle Creed of a Lutheran church in Edina, Edina Community Lutheran Church. I'm appalled by this. I will no longer be part of an ECLA Lutheran church. This is spreading everywhere. The new God is the alphabet people. Uh, wouldn't it be fun to know what a, what a Bishop Sheen would think of this? Uh, Alpha News printed this story. The Star Tribune and Pioneer Press did not. I was not aware of it until emailers made me aware of it. But God, I'd love to know what Sheen would say. A Lutheran church in Edina stood for the reading of the Sparkle Creed. I didn't know there was such a thing, did you? I didn't know there was a Sparkle During Creed. During a church service, according to a live stream available on its YouTube page. 
I believe in a non-binary God whose pronouns are plural, Pastor Anna Helgen said during Sunday service. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore oh. a fabulous tunic and had two dads. Huh? Wait. What? I don't have a button for this. Who were the two dads? Yeah. Mary was Mary. Mary was a Mary. Joseph, Joseph was, was a Joseph. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity, she said. The congregation, led by Helgen, proclaimed their belief in the Church of Everyday Saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the AIDS quilt. Okay. I believe love is love is love, so beloved, let us love the creed concluded uh, I'm trying to find the history of it where it yeah who wrote it uh, uh, during the same service Helgen invoked lyrics from Taylor Swift songs well of course that fits. while praying over Swifties while praying oh. over the Swifties who attended last weekend's concerts the sparkle creed was created by a woman named Rachel Small-Stokes. She's from Diversityville. Mm -hmm. huh? A pastor from Louisville, Small-Stokes, explained in a 2021 Facebook post that the idea was born after her phone translated the Apostles' Creed to the Sparkle Creed. Small-Stokes recently shared a video of a drag revival from a group called Drag Daddy Productions on her Facebook page. Yeah, Helgen is one of two pastors at Edina Community Lutheran Church, ECLC, which says it's currently on a long-term journey to become an anti-racist congregation. Just, God doesn't know colors, man. The Lutheran Church also endorses eco-faith and abortion and holds monthly anti-racism racism vigils. Okay. According to church documents, the monthly events are a response to the racism of religious institutions. Visits regularly remind us that it has often been religious institutions that have been the perpetrators of discrimination and racism, and so religious institutions not only need to confess their past, but decide to change, the document reads. The church began holding the vigils during the trial of Derek Chauvin. ECLC is also connected to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, a controversial bail fund group that ECLC describes as a mission partner. According to the church's website, the ECLC cash bail team works to reform the cash bail system with the goal of systemic equity. That, that's a meaningless two words. That doesn't mean anything. The church's website says its integration of social justice issues goes back as far as the 1980s when it led classes on protesting. In 1992, the church held a seminar on anti-racist children's literature. All right. Uh, let me go back 
to something. Uh, everybody's picking this up. Bill O'Reilly, the Daily Caller. Uh, there's a whole bunch of this is, and they're specifically talking about this congregation, Minnesota. It seems like they hate Jesus. Well, Sheen addressed this. Let me find the paragraph in that piece that was given to us. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, bear with me. This seems like the opposite of faith-based religion based on Jesus and God and all all that other good stuff. Then the great bishop said something that at first seems shocking as we look at today. The new era into which we are entering is what might be called the religious phase of human history. But he quickly said this did not mean men will turn to God. Rather, they'll turn from indifference to having a passion for an absolute. The struggle will be for the souls of men. The conflict of the future is between the absolute, who is the God-man, and the absolute, which is the man-God. I think we're seeing the absolute becoming the man-God. Yeah. The God who became man and the man who makes himself God, brothers in Christ and comrades and Antichrist. Uh, the people uh, expressing these views in Edina uh, have abandoned the guardrail of the God-man. And they've taken it upon themselves to completely reinvent that which Sheen believed was a, a framework that kept us on the straight and narrow, that kept us fear functioning of God, fear of God? As, a, as a civil society with moral and ethical integrity. Now, there's nothing immoral about being gay. I, I want to be understood okay. about that. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, but the decline of moral and ethical integrity can certainly creep in when you abandon any notion of what constructs right and wrong. Yes. And, 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 okay, cash bail, for example. They believe that a black guy in jail is, the, is there as the result of systemic inequity. No. No, he's there because he drove 95 miles an hour and killed five women. Right. When you abandon that truth, then you can see where anything goes. Anything goes. Right. Because you've got no guardrails left. And it took 76 years for Sheen's observations to become evident before us every day in the daily newspapers. And now here at the Edina Lutheran Church, uh, where they now read the Sparkle Creed. Uh, okay, uh, I wonder what Sheen would think of this. I wonder what he would say. This has got to be the beginning of the end for the Lutheran Church. I can't imagine this is going over very well. I don't think your Ludafisk eaters are, are ready to do the Sparkle Creed. Huh? Well, if you go back to Sheen in this document we just read, he he said Lutheranism, he said religion will survive. What about the people? Will survive in what form? I have the whole Sparkle Creed. If you'd like to hear it, I do want to hear it. It's I, uh, tough. I, I've I've read it. It's it's ridiculous. You read most of it, actually. 
Go ahead. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child. Who's there? I probably don't care. <laughs> You're getting distracted again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads. He was fancy. I'm a little hung up on the two dads. And who saw everyone as a sibling child wait, of God. Wait. Maybe it's Joseph and God, Jesus's two maybe, dads. Maybe that's it. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light. Okay. I, may I attempt to interpret that line? No, because I'm not. Uh, the one white light would be God in my estimation. And the rainbow spirit is which is that with which you would wish to introduce in place of a one white light. One white light is too patriarchal. It's too non-encompassing. We want the rainbow spirit. So you're when you when you're on your last straw, and you see the light, they want it to be a rainbow instead of. You're, you're walking toward the bright white light. I'll accept that. Okay. I, I thought rainbow would freak me out. I think I'd just rather... Rainbow, you don't know where you're going. You know, white light, you know you're going to heaven. I believe in the rainbow light. No, I'm sorry. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. But diversity is a fact. There, there's really nothing to celebrate about diversity. It's a fact. It's not a, it's not a theory. It's not an idea. It's not a painting. It's a fact. You're black. I'm white. You're a woman. I'm a man. You're tall. I'm short. That's diversity. It's a fact. And as that rainbow light is coming toward you and you're walking down the you tunnel, you really got to watch yourself now. Yeah, you uh, you would say something like, "Is this heaven?" And, you know, somebody takes you by the hand and says, no, we're going to heaven. We're going down to the 90s over there, and we're going to go hang out. I believe in the church of everyday saints. Okay. Okay, that's a good sign. As numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the AIDS quilt. Oh, well, Mm. okay. Whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe... In the calling to each of us that love is love is love, so beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, well, we're back to a believing in glorious God. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. That's the Sparkle Creed. And this Ann Helgen. Help my unbelief? Whoever oh. she is, she's she's consumed a 50-gallon drum of the Kool-Aid. Yeah, she whipped this up a few years ago. She didn't write this, remember? This was the... Uh, oh, I thought you were referring to the gal that did write it. Oh, the, the gal that did write it She's is Tennessee? Uh, Rachel Small-Stokes. Yeah, there it is. From yes, Louisville, Stokes. Kentucky. Okay, and Kentucky. she drank the 55-gallon of Kool-Aid <clears throat> in a 2021 Facebook post. Because somehow her phone... Uh, what was what this deal here? Her <laughs> phone translated... The Apostles' Creed to the Sparkle Creed. That doesn't sound anything like... Well, can I make my phone do that? Is AI, that what the, yeah. Is that what the phone does? I, I wonder what it would do to the GL Creed. Anything that needs figuring out can be figured out in the garage. How would that change? 
Hmm. We should do that. Well, do it. I don't, your, do, I don't know how to do, do it. Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be staring at my phone forever. How did her phone translate the Apostles' Creed to the Sparkle Creed? She's got one of them there apps. And, you know. and, and why did Small Dash Stokes feel it necessary to share a video of a drag revival from a group called Drag Daddy Productions on her Facebook page? Drag Daddy. Oh, what does that have to do with... What does that... See how we struggle? What the yeah. hell does any of this have to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Well, let them have their fun. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't you know. know. I don't know. Pick right. another church. I've always wondered about Lutherans. I notice they don't like singing the hymns when it comes time to sing. Uh, not a lot of them are singing. I, 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 you know, I don't follow church news despite my fascination with this kind of information. I've never been to a Lutheran uh, ceremony. I don't know what. Is there a lot of singing? The, the pews are padded. That's one. And ain't that's got no kneelers. Thing. Right there. Yeah, but we well, no, we don't. No, nobody. The, only the Catholics bother with the whole kneeling. And well, we got deal. padded we kneelers. Bad, we all have bad knees. No, we got padded kneelers. We don't have to go down on our knees. Nah, not enough padding on them. I think they give you... You don't have padded kneelers? Uh, we do, but they're thinly padded. It wasn't... Uh, they didn't... Um, we got a nice padded... Go overboard on We the, got a nice padded kneeler where I go. Is that padded kneeler? I, I was just in there recently for well, a, wasn't a it padded? You guys yeah, have a whole different yeah. set of concerns over there at the Catholic Church. <laughs> All I care about is you belting out that hymn. When it comes time to sing, let's make a glorious noise unto the Lord. I don't care how out of we key you are. We do that. We got a choir. Well, sometimes the Catholic glory, Church says so just... Glory, glory, Hey, GLers, I got a <laughs> I got a great weekend ID for you. Ooh, what is it? Not ID. ID. You'll need your ID. Okay. I got a great weekend idea Where for you. Where am I going? Reavers wanted to let me uh, let you know that Harmony Spirits is having its annual car show this Saturday to kick off the Fourth of July weekend. Where? Ten a.m. to three p.m. Uh, where, 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 where? Is it Harmony Spirits in Tell Harmony, me. Minnesota? Yes, it is. Uh, oh, right. perfect road trip. It is a great road trip. It's 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. is the car show. They'll have 60 vintage cars, a Bloody Mary special from 10 a.m. to noon. They'll also be serving great cocktails made with Harmony Spirits, including Blackberry Mojito, Mintai, and the Whoop-Dee-Doo. It's a great way to start off the weekend. If you've got a car to show, bring it down. Registration starts at 9 a.m. Harmony Spirits oh. in Harmony, Minnesota, is a proud supporter of GL. Show your support. Head down there this weekend and have some fun. Harmony Spirits is located in Harmony, Minnesota, right on the border on Highway 52. This is Ricey, and you've heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I recommend that you give Josh a call is simple, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are 
are seeing in returns. Yep, that is more common than you would like to think in the investment business. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. And don't forget to ask him why it is 48 minutes. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. So the latest video floating around on social of me hanging out at Tri-State a month or so ago, trying out the Fecon mulching tractor with the bull hog attachment. Sweet. This thing, I'm going to warn you, it costs more than a couple of houses. But you can take down an entire forest if need be. <laughs> uh, leave the chainsaw, the log chains, the tractors, the excavators. Leave it all at home in the shop. All you need is the Fecon. You can find that at Tri-State Bobcat, Little Canada, Hudson, St. Croix Falls, soon to be St. Croix Falls, and down in Burnsville. Uh, those are all Tri-State lo- uh, locations here in the Twin Cities. And one of the biggest lines they carry among many is Toro. And they still have this uh, big sale going on. A uh, $500 discount on the 54-inch MyRide Zero Turn. Final price, 4199 The notable thing here is you can use that in tandem with 0% financing for 42 months. And actually, you can use that rebate on most standard MyRide Time Cutter Zero Turn mowers right now. You try them out. I promise you sit on one in the showroom floor. You're going to love it. It's like sitting on a cloud. It's a magic carpet, and it's fast, and it's fun. The 50-inch time cutter, that price remains $37.99, but that includes a five-year warranty, extended warranty from Toro, a $460 value. And these are great deals from two great companies, Toro and Tri-State Bobcat. Like I said, they're about to open in St. Croix Falls right there on Highway 8. So as soon as you bounce over the river, uh, there's there's your tri-state for you. They're also in Hudson, Little Canada, and Burnsville, and of course Mankeys down in Owatonna. See everything, including the Fecon, at tristatebobcat.com. I think nature looks at us sometimes and says, "Who are you people kidding? <laughs> Who in the hell do you think you're fooling?" And that's what people can't get over. They think they can control hurricanes, snowstorms, baseball-size hail took out a 5.2 megawatt solar farm in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska last Friday as part of a giant supercell thunderhead that moved across eastern Wyoming and into Nebraska. Wow. The hail sh- shattered most of the panels on the solar project, sparing an odd panel like missing teeth and a smile. Wyoming has only one commercial-scale solar farm, but a second project is under construction south of Cheyenne. The Federal Emergency Management Agency thinks this area is the highest category for hail risk on the national index. Don Day, Cowboy State Daily Meteorologist, said the hail would have reached terminal velocity during its descent which is the maximum speed an object will reach when falling. Uh 
That that seemed unnecessary to say. Isn't that yeah. perfectly obvious? The hail would have likely struck the panels going 100 and 150 miles an hour, and the uh, the whole uh, region experienced strong storms. So so let me get this straight. Did you ever think about hail when you were building a solar farm? They did, according to what I'm reading. But from, again, what I'm seeing on the uh, Internet, most solar panels are built to withstand up to an inch in diameter of hail falling at, pregnant pause, 50 miles per hour. Well, apparently, <laughs> yeah, exactly. apparently what's in play here is how, do, how fast do hail fall? <laughs> I like the term terminal velocity. Terminal velocity. That's, that's WFO, man. That is wide open. <laughs> uh, I Just by looking at it, it looks destroyed, said uh, Kevin Spencer, uh, Scott's Bluff city manager. Spencer said there's more to a solar farm than just the panels. And so some of the equipment at the farm might have survived the storm. He said he was previously told the panels were hail-proof, but that might have meant hail up to a certain size. Hail, right. no. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, well, you got to destroy. I'm looking at the pictures. Uh, the hail was very indiscriminate. It just attacked anything it happened to fall on. It's funny how Mother Nature does that, Such. Yeah. The, the Mother Nature looked at the people at the solar farm and said, who are you people kidding? Look at the size of the hail I got for you. Right. Mother Nature yeah. said, hold my beer. Yeah, right. Mother Nature said, hold my beer. And then you got this story from a solar farm. Uh, where's this one? This is where Nature said, who are you people kidding? Massive solar development projects in Southern California have strained local water availability threatening desert ecosystems and angering residents who have been impacted by the strain on the water supply, according to an Inside Climate Uh, News report. The small communities around Desert Center, California, depend on naturally occurring underground water reserves known as groundwater aquifers, but the water-intensive development and process for large solar panels has caused groundwater levels to fall. According to Inside Climate News, crucial local water wells have dried up and land beneath homes has sagged as oh. a result of development activity, which desert ecosystems have been damaged as well. Locals complain that the Bureau of Land Management and the corporations driving the developments in Colorado in, in California's Colorado Desert have not allowed them to, to provide sufficient input in the decision-making process for the developments, according to Inside Climate News. Ah. Despite the BLM's assurances that Renewable energy development on BLM-managed public lands will continue to help communities across the country be part of the climate solution while creating jobs and boosting local economies. B as in B, S as in S. Residents say that they have not reaped much benefit from the solar projects at all while the strain on their groundwater has intensified. Well, uh, uh, okay, uh you you build the solar farm. I don't know. Why do they need the water? This story doesn't... Ex- oh, water is life, Joe. 
anyway, they're sucking yeah. all the water up from beneath the desert floor for the solar panels. In the meantime, the people, but Mysterians don't like people. Uh, in the meantime, the people are suffering because they have no access to the water they were once accustomed to huh. from the aquifer. Uh, you know, you just, uh, you just sometimes you just can't win for losing. You can't win for losing. Is what plus, I would say. Plus, that remember over the winter after that big blizzard, all of those solar panels in the St. Cloud and St. Joseph area, yeah. they all had about four inches of snow on them for right. over a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's when nature said, who do you think you're kidding? <laughs> say, uh, are you, you aware a- that there is a town council takeover I, of Target Field? Yeah, and the tickets are going fast. They are. They are going fast, and they're free. Free tickets for your uh, if you're a Garage Logic Town Council member, you can reserve your two free tickets at GarageLogic.com. Tickets are on a first come, first serve basis, and will go quick. Okay. Because we're so. taking over Target Field Friday, July twenty first, Minnesota, hosting the White Sox. All us, all of us, will be there. Yes. Seriously, what's it cost? Just for a month membership, it's ten, ten bucks. Ten bucks, well, less than that. Hundred bucks for the year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you want to get a be a cheapskate, yeah. just buy the month long membership, get your tickets. There you go. Well, I got a note today from the powers <laughs> that be, evil mind, that say yeah, uh, yeah. we don't want to. We don't want to say we haven't mentioned this enough, but already forty percent of the tickets have been claimed. Get on the. How do you do it, Rook? Just go to garagelogic.com, and you will click on the Garage Logic Town Council button, and then they'll walk you through it. You just reserve two tickets. Boom, you're done. Oh, I got. I got a, excuse me, I had a Roycey like gas yeah, attack. I got a note from a gal who said, "Well, I don't have social media. How do I get the tickets?" Mm-hmm. You don't need social so, media no. to go to the Garage Logic site. No, you just and you can go to the Garage Logic site. Uh, what do you find there, Rook? There's a, a, a the Target Field takeover. Yeah, it's just the Town Council Target Field takeover. You click on that, and then you have to log in, and then you take your tickets. That was pretty nice of Dave St. Peter to come up with this. I think it really was. Yeah, it was a good idea. May we take a timeout? Certainly. First. How about this button? Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality, serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more, Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. I ain't talking. I wish this kid would put out a video at Dave. You should. 
He's not interested in living up to your expectations of him. He is leading his own life with complete disregard from the boomers. Yep, but man, is he good. He's very good. Uh, Yesterday, we were wondering, uh, comparing the modern-day city council members, basically are virtually just all activists. They've never really done anything. And we were wondering, well, who were the council members of yesteryear? And I got a note from Tim Buck, too, who writes uh, on yesterday's podcast, you were wondering about the difference between the present Minneapolis City Council and the ones who served a generation ago. Two of the current city council members have five relatives who previously served on the council. And I think they offer a distinct contrast to what we see today. Emily Kosky represents Ward 11. Her father was Al Hofstede, who was a member of the city council in the 70s and also served two terms as mayor. He was the first Catholic mayor of Minneapolis. Her aunt, Diane Hofstede, was a city council member from 2005 to 2013. Michael Rainville represents the third ward, and he has three relatives who previously served on the city council. His aunt is Alice Rainville, who served 20 years. His cousin is Barb Johnson, Alice Rainville's daughter, who served as city council president. Another cousin is John Darris, who served on the city council in the 70s. Mm. I don't think you would describe any of these five as professional activists. I would not. They had real jobs and real families. Michael Rainville worked for the Minneapolis Convention and Visitors Association. He has been married for 32 years and has one son. Emily Kosky previously worked as a business analyst for Target Corporation and for a marketing consulting firm. Well, that is just, you don't get that today. No, absolutely not. Uh, Do you think this uh, Asia Chugati ever did anything like that? No. Say, it's interesting to note that the Minneapolis City Council gave rent control the thumbs down. (laughs) <laughs> Under the cover of night. Well, they had to do it while three guys were at Idol Fitter. Idol Fitter. Right, Shena- I got this one. Shenanigans. No, it was all on the up and up, apparently, uh, in terms of state law, said you need this many days notice, whatever the BS they came up with. It's at about 4.45 the night before, and yeah. the council going, hey, you guys aren't going to be here tomorrow. You're going to Idol Fitter? Okay, <laughs> just, just double checking. Well, they'll resurrect it. It's inevitable that the people you elect who don't know anything about money but love to spend your money will gladly put restrictions on developers and landlords. It just won't make this upcoming ballot. And I love the people that are upset with this. The citizens that are upset with this yeah. are uh, screaming and crying. Um, oh, bless you. you. Me. Um, because of when the vote was taken. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it was all on the... Uh, <clears throat> The up and up, I think so, so to speak. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina, Florida, and I was wondering why in God's name was I pronouncing that Fernandia? Fernando? Because I just didn't no. look at it closely enough. It's a place From the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. Uh, today is the 29th of June. Elizabeth Schuler Hamilton, widow of Alexander Hamilton, visited Fort Snelling and viewed points of interest, including Lake Calhoun. 
uh, Minnehaha and the Falls of St. Anthony. In downtown she, Minneapolis. She was one of the first female tourists to visit the area. It said she visited Bidet Makaska, but it wasn't called, I don't think it was even called Lake Calhoun in 1837. Maybe mm. it was. Mm. <clears throat> On this day in 1854. Are you inquiring about June 29th? I am. The U.S. Congress established the principle of offering land grants to railroads. Federal land grants eventually totaled 10 million acres, 18.5% of the state's land, ranking Minnesota fourth among the states in acreage granted. We weren't even a state yet. So James J. Hill would just go to the government and say, I'm going to build a railroad, and they'll, they would just give him the, you know, I, I think that's by. a very simplified. It was more than just ten way. by ten or whatever, but I, I, I think that's the gist of it. I mean, that's how the uh, Pacific Line was built, mm-hmm. the Union Pacific Line. The government just imagine but that the government saying, they, "Let the private sector do it. We don't want to." Oh, it was the most corrupt thing the United States has ever built. Was mm-hmm. the uh, Union Pacific Line? It was incredibly corrupt. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> On this day in 1861, William James Mayo was born in Lesseur. As an adult, he joined the medical practice of his dad, William Worrell Mayo, leading to the creation with his brother Charles of the Mayo Clinic. I'm, I'm not asking, I'm asking as a serious question here. Why were they so much better? What was their, what was their twist? I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't get it, but yeah, everybody says, go to the mail. On this day in 1863, a group of Dakota who had avoided capture after the 18, 1862 war attacked the Dustin Farm near Howard Lake in Wright County and killed four settlers. Oh, boy. What date? It was on this June day 29th. in 1863. 63, right. Well, that was part of the, yeah. Yeah. On this day in 1905, 29-6, Chisholm, Minnesota's Archibald Moonlight Graham ah. played his only game as a major leaguer with the New York Giants. He was celebrated in W.P. Kinsella's novel, Shoeless Joe, later translated to the screen as Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they, they called come. it the Sioux Uprising, but it yeah. was more... Uh, the Sioux saying, uh, that's enough. Yeah, we've had enough here. <laughs> that's right, enough. Right. Yeah. On this day in 1916. Okay, we're on turn of the century there. Oh, wait, it was, Sioux, the Dakota War was 62. You said 63. No. Well, they hit, they hit out for a while. Then well, they I, I can. Jumped on the I, settlers. I, I can, Go back to it. Go back to it. I can repeat it so I'm that you s- understand it. I spend said, my whole afternoon studying this now. Okay. I said on this day in 1863, yeah. a group of Dakota who avoided uh-huh. capture in okay. 1862 okay. attacked the Dustin Farm. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. On this day in 1916, reflecting nationwide attitudes about prohibition, Duluth adopted a ban on alcohol sales within the city. How'd that work out? Not too well. And finally, on this day... This is June 29th, 2003. In 1922, John W. Vesey Jr. was born in Minneapolis. 
Vesey lied about his age to join the Minnesota National Guard in 1939. In World War II, he fought in North Africa and Anzio, Italy, where he won a Bronze Star and earned a battlefield commission as an officer. He won a Distinguished Service Cross in Vietnam and served as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff under President Ronald Reagan, Reagan from 1982 to 1985. Wow, the true American badass. I'll say. How old was he? If he was born in 1922, how old was he in became quite notable. Yes. Thank you, GLers. We'll be back tomorrow. We <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Remember that what? guy? What the hell? I haven't done that one in a while. Hey, what? I've done this one before, though. Going to Pod MN on your smartphone. Super easy to do. And there's a library of podcasts that will suit you, and you can have a listen. That's Pod MN on your smartphone. We talked earlier about the uh, Garage Logic Town Council Target Field Takeover, where well, you got to be on the council to go. You can still sign up right now, though. Go to garagelogic.com, pay your 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year, and you'll be a member of the Garage Logic Town Council. Eavesdropping in the studio while we are on break. What will we say? It might surprise you. Subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube page, and remember for the 30th anniversary, the uh, the shop is open, baby. Get your card at GarageLogic.cha. It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mister Money Talk, Josh Arnold, who's on the line with us. No better time than right now to pick up the phone and give Josh a call for that free, free 48-minute financial consultation. All you have to do is dial 952-925-5608. That number again, 952-925-5608. You make that call and you get Josh, who always gives you straight talk without sugar-coated advice. And today we have some good news, at least I think. The GDP is up, Mr. Arnold. Gross domestic product number is revised up. So this is from several months ago when the GDP number came out. It was at 1.3%. And it's been, this is the third revision of this report. And now that report shows a 2% GDP growth. Wow. That's a that's a big big revision up, and that either the government statistics are wrong, or were wrong initially, on the strength of the economy, or we'll say we have some politically motivated individuals trying to make the administration or administration's policies look a lot better than they are. In any case, the GDP report revisions which are actually coming out a few weeks before the GDP number comes for this current quarter. And we are completing quarter uh, tomorrow. 
as well as the, we'll say, the end of the of the first six months. So that is that could also give the stock market a boost going into, and I'm going to almost say, a long holiday weekend. Uh, market the markets are only open a half a day on Monday, closed on Tuesday for July 4th, and then we start what is typically a weak quarter for the stock market as we'll say traders go on vacation in July and August. And then we have, we'll say dreaded uh, slow months for the stock market or underperforming months typically in September and October before you get a year end push in November and into uh, Christmas. Geez, now I'm starting to, to to say, boy, summer has gone pretty pretty fast. And instead of talking about baseball, we'll be talking about football. And now, if I start talking about football, then I'll start talking about uh, companies like uh, Flutter that owns FanDuel and a favorite of mine, uh, DraftKings, and some of the other sports betting betting companies. So we don't want to get too far too far ahead of myself or yeah, ourselves in talking about that. But my, my sense is the economy, broadly speaking, could be seen as being a lot more resilient than the Federal Reserve had thought. And the Fed, Fed speak uh, has been dominating my, my conversations uh, as well as dominating the, you know, some market action on a macro basis uh, for the for over the last year and a half since the Fed has been aggressive in raising interest rates as, as they fight to bring down inflation to their 2% target. Uh, Jay Powell in a, convert, in a speech uh, yesterday said the Fed is still uh, still has that 2% target for for inflation and they are going to continue to be we'll say higher for longer because inflation is still very difficult, of course, given the price of housing and uh, and wages are still up. But the GDP number is pretty is still pretty good in my my estimation. But it does give uh, market watchers the idea that the Fed will raise interest rates in July and probably again in their at their next meeting uh, in the fall. I have been a little cautious, I'll say, uh, in saying do expect a market pullback uh, coming up and use that market pullback as a chance to uh, pick up some high-quality companies at a discount. Now, aside from talking about the Fed, we still have a few earnings reports uh, to talk about. Micron uh, reported last night. And Micron's news is a little positive for for chips. As Micron said, that they're seeing an end to the glut in uh, in certain types of chip. And given, I'll say, given demand for, I'll say, storage storage chips and and memory chips due to uh, artificial intelligence. That should um, be a big boost for uh, their business going forward. They are concerned about 
headwinds coming from China and given some of the government restrictions about certain types of ships being exported to China, uh, that should be a still be a cautious flag to not overweight any position in in chips. And tonight, Nike Nike reports uh, their numbers, and that'll be an interesting tell on uh, on consumer uh, sales, particularly with with an old an old favorite uh, company. So still plenty of excitement in the market. Thank you, Josh. Really appreciate it. You have a very good uh, weekend, and we will uh, talk again after the holiday. Yeah, do your best to stay active, but stay uh, cool as well. Plenty hydrated over the next week or so. Oh, yeah. That is Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And yes, it is summertime indeed. You heard him, GLers. Always great information from Josh. Now is the time. Pick up that phone. Make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Just dial 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You know you will always get straight talk, and you'll never get sugar-coated advice.